1: Today we're going to be in John chapter 2, verses 13 through 22. This is where Jesus cleanses the temple for the first time. And if you're like me, you didn't know there was a first time and a second time, but there is, and we'll get into that in a second. But before we do, I want to thank the Family Leader for being our 2023 Daily Dose Devotion sponsor. You can learn more about them in the announcements at the end of this devotion. And as always, thanks to the Family Leader for their support of our teaching God's Word. Verse 13. The Passover of the Jews was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now at the end of the previous text, Verse 11 said that after this, Jesus went down to Capernaum. So he went down to Capernaum from Cana, and he went up to Jerusalem from Capernaum. But the thing that's confusing is that actually, Jerusalem is south of Capernaum. So if you're looking at a map, you would say that he went down to Jerusalem. So what's that all about? Well, the reason they say he went up to Jerusalem is because Jerusalem is at a much higher elevation. I think it's at about 2,400 feet above sea level. Whereas Capernaum, where Jesus was before he went to Jerusalem, is 200 feet below. below sea level, so even though he was going south, he went up. And it all makes sense. Verse 14. In the temple he found those who were selling oxen and sheep and pigeons and the money changers sitting there. And making a whip of cords, he drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and oxen. And he poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And he told those who sold pigeons, take these things away. Do not make my father's house a house of trade. And his disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. This is a reference to an Old Testament passage. And they're seeing the zeal that Jesus Jesus has for his father's house, the temple, consuming him. And this is helping them to identify Jesus as the one from the Old Testament who was promised to come. Now let's just stop there. What's going on exactly? Well, in the temple, Jews would come from all over and they would make sacrifices. And rather than bringing an oxen or a sheep or a pigeon with them on a long journey, there were merchants who set up to sell those items that they could buy and then make their sacrifices at the temple. The problem is that these merchants and these money changers weren't just in the neighborhood or the area around the temple but they had encroached onto the temple property and were disrupting the worship that God intended to take place in the temple. So Jesus flips out on them. Now, as I said at the beginning, this isn't the only time that Jesus does this. The Synoptic Gospels record another event where Jesus goes after the money changers in the temple, and that event takes place during Holy Week, which is leading up to the Passover, which Jesus celebrated with his disciples on Monday, Thursday, shortly before his arrest and betrayal and crucifixion. These are two separate events. In fact, the book of John refers to Jesus being involved in three Passovers, this one here, another one when he was in Galilee in chapter 6 verse 4, and then of course the final Passover that he's part of in Jerusalem before his crucifixion. That's one of the ways that we draw the conclusion that Jesus' ministry was around three years long, because the scriptural account indicates that he celebrated three different Passovers during his ministry. Another thing that this event should highlight for us is that sometimes the image that we are presented of who Jesus is, what he was like, what he was about, sometimes that image is not accurate. Here you've got Jesus displaying zeal for his father's house to the point where he's whipping animals and people out of the temple. He's flipping money tables. I've been in some conversations recently with some people involved with Christian ministries who are noticing a perspective among people who call themselves Christians that suggests that Jesus would never want anything to do with controversy or conflict. If you read the Gospels, it just couldn't be further from the truth. Here he is walking straight into conflict and controversy. In fact, you could say that he's creating it. Now, yes, it was the money changers and the animals animal merchants who were out of bounds before this started, thus provoking Jesus, but Jesus didn't shy away from this conflict. Jesus didn't hide from this controversy. In fact, Andrew Nordstrom and I, he's our technical director here in the office, were just talking a few minutes ago about how it's incumbent on anybody who's a serious Christian to prayerfully discern when the kind of response that Jesus shows here is appropriate in our lives. Not that we're going to whip people and flip things over, but once in a while we're going to be called into conflict or controversy for the sake of what is right and true and good. And we shouldn't shy away from that because we have a false understanding that Jesus would never do such a thing. Here he is doing it, embracing conflict, stepping into controversy for the sake of his father's glory. Let's go on to verse 18. So the Jews said to him, what sign do you show us for doing these things? In other words, they're saying, if you're going to act like this and claim that you have zeal for your father's house, what kind of a miracle are you going to show us to prove who you are? This is an epic answer. Verse 19, Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said it has taken 46 years to build this temple and will you raise it up in three days but he was speaking about the temple of his body and when therefore he was raised from the dead his disciples remembered that he had said this and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken so again you get a different image of Jesus this is some next level trash talk if you ask me the Jews say what kind of sign are you going to give us to prove that you can claim that you have zeal for your father's house and do all this stuff to disrupt our way of life Jesus says you want a sign there's Standing right in the shadows of the temple. Destroy this temple, and I'll raise it up in three days. Of course, all that provoked from them was mockery and derision, but the disciples who were there and heard it, who watched the rest of his ministry unfold, watched the other signs that he did, watched him die, when they saw him in a risen state, they remembered this that he said, and it all clicked. He was talking about his body, his death, and his resurrection. One of my big takeaways from this text, and one of the reasons we do the Daily Dose and encourage people to be in God's Word regularly, is because we want to formulate our opinions and our ideas about who Jesus was, what he did. Did and what he was about based on what Scripture says, not based on how it's filtered down to us through pastors and ministry leaders and Sunday school teachers, which, by the way, God bless all of them, provided that they're faithful to his word. But sometimes we miss aspects of Jesus' personality, the characteristics that he displayed, which we should also display appropriately at the right times when our sources about who he is aren't directly tied to all of Scripture. Amen. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day.
0: This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders radio and internet ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify podcasts or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, prayerfully consider supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, airing on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions, The Family the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at cedarfallsbibleconference.com and mark your calendars for Saturday, July 29th through Saturday, August 5th, 2023 for the 102nd annual Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.